daughter of a mortgage broker, goes to school for theology, finds religion at Burning Man. You're listening to the Mortgage Leadership Outlook, and I'm your host, Andrew Berman. Today we have Kristen Messley, Vice President of Mortgage Sales over at Experience.com, the company formerly known as Social Survey. Kristen is the founder of Cultural Outreach, now heading the group that helps customer experience obsessed mortgage companies. We're going to talk about what younger prospects need to become confident to become buyers, why she loves mortgage brokers, and what excited her to work with Experience.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, everyone. This is Andrew Berman from National Mortgage Professional. Thank you so much for joining us today on a beautiful Wednesday. Hopefully, it's beautiful wherever you are. Uh, really, really excited about uh, you know coming to you today on this March 24th. Um, you know actually how we roll. We come to you every, every uh, live every Wednesday, uh, 1 o'clock uh, Pacific time, 4 o'clock uh, East Coast time, uh, meeting with the, the brightest and best minds in the mortgage business. Um, so excited to have our guest today, Kristen Messerly, who is the Vice President of Mortgage Sales uh, over at Experience.com, formerly known as Social Survey, the company that has been designed for customer-obsessed uh, customer experience obsessed mortgage companies. Would you say that that's right, Kristen? Is that a good way to categorize it? Exactly. Yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> So thank you so much for joining us today. I got a couple of things I, I want to talk about. I mean, so I'm I'm going to talk about like you know the one of the reasons like I like it was the impetus uh, to kind of bring you on. Well, I've wanted to have you on before. There's a lot of things I see that we have to, to be talking about, but um, the Brokers United thing. I'm really excited about that, especially I mean right now as you know the broker market shares just seems to be growing and it just seems to make so much sense for brokers to be serving our communities. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. Um, we're going to talk about a little bit about your background. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about, you know, how you got actually, you know, involved in the mortgage business. Um, but let's go back to the, you know, to the, be the beginning of, of how you actually got into, you know, like how you actually came into the mortgage business. So let's, let's talk about that. Yeah. So um, my, first of all, so glad to be here. Your show is awesome. And I can't believe it's taken this long for us to actually chat. Um, but I, I got into the mortgage business. I, I feel like it's kind of home for me. My dad started a mortgage company when I was really little. So I watched him grow his business and yeah, get into the, get through the financial crisis, all of that. Um, and so then I thought I want nothing to do with this. And I became a social worker. <laughs> I, I worked as a social worker for about seven years, but I kept finding myself doing a lot of financial education, housing coordination, educating people about mortgages and um, and so I started the company Cultural Outreach as a way to uh, bridge the gap between lenders, financial institutions, and underserved communities. Because as a social worker, I was working primarily in immigrant communities. And so I talked a lot about cultural differences and how to bridge that gap culturally or linguistically. And as I was doing that, I realized that there was a, a big need for understanding that those cultural nuances generationally as well. So that kind of evolved into what became a lot, a big part of my career has been focused on next gen home ownership and and some trends in digital mortgage as well. But that was the that was a short version of this journey. Well, and and I've I've got more. I want to dig into that journey. I want to understand a little bit about you know you know how you kind of uh, you know, kind of take the social work approach to uh, finances. But but I'm I'm curious, um, you know, so like what was your opinion of, of your 
of your your dad's mortgage business growing up aside from actually the financial crisis so like up into 2000 six let's call it uh you know what was uh, you know what was your opinion of the business we were like you know this is a great business i want to i want to get into this business what was your feeling about the mortgage business from your dad's perspective yeah you know i joke about saying i didn't want to be in it but i i actually had a very very high um very positive view of the industry i watched uh how you know it's a tight-knit crew here and i i loved that i loved the fact that my dad um, and his business was very central to the community, you know? So we were, um, he, he was just, he wanted to get to know everyone in the community and it was all about supporting people. He had so many stories of helping people make their dreams come true through homeownership and, you know, the closing and how special the closing was. So I loved that. I, I worked with him since I was very little. Like I was always, you know, filing his papers when I was seven or whatever. And then uh, my first job was as a teller. And so I, I like definitely um, had a very positive view. And then as I got older, I realized no one I knew had a, a positive view of the industry. And I was like, whoa, there's a very big difference here. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, so, so you, you, um, you got out of uh, said, okay, I'm going to want nothing to do with the mortgage business, you know, because uh, apparently mortgage brokers were to blame for the mortgage meltdown and the entire economic collapse, um, as we all know, is complete a, a load of crap. Uh, but um, so you, you said, I'm going to get into the social work inside. Um, tell me a little bit about like, you know, where was actually the, where was like the, um, like the genesis of where you saw the opportunity to kind of bring over like what you learned in social work uh, to, to the world the finance because i know it's, it, it wasn't actually just about you know more just also you went to school for financial planning so talk to us a little bit about you know how actually you know you said hey, i'm going to take actually what i learned in social work and bring it over to uh, apply that to teaching people about money yeah well i was actually i was constantly educating consumer my clients and um primarily again the immigrant community of constantly educating on understanding where the financial resources were where how to you know they were caught up in a lot of times really um, predatory lending practices. And I was like, there's great banks over here. And there was a lot of distrust when it came to financial institutions. So I was kind of untangling some of that distrust um, really frequently. And then I was also going to not just financial institutions, I actually started working a lot in healthcare as well. But all of the community resources, I was doing a lot of education on understanding some of the cultural nuances in immigrant communities and how to facilitate a um, how to build connections with people who are already trusted in the community in order to better reach them and um, and again kind of like dis disentangle this um, idea of debt as being a negative thing or um, or th they're having a negative brand in in that community and so you know I started doing a lot of uh, coordination with different events and leaders in the community associated with fin quality financial institutions and connecting them and then doing trainings in both both sides of this kind of transaction. And I realized that there was a business opportunity here where financial institutions would pay me to train their representatives and pay me to help coordinate some of that um, oh. connection. So that's where it was where it was born. So and, and who are the who are like the the leaders that you went out to into into the community? Because I, I think this is actually 
um, for our viewers that are you know mostly originators and, and uh, you know like to I think this is a great a great idea on how they can reach out to their community how they because um, most of our people that watch this are going to be independent mortgage companies and independent mortgage companies whether mortgage brokers small mortgage bankers they're they're the ones actually who can actually um, invest and you know develop actually their relationships through the community um, and we'll talk about actually the unique opportunity that, that you're presenting to them uh, but talk to us a little bit about who are those leaders that you would connect with um, that possibly our viewers can connect with yeah so this is where it's interesting and I think it's important whether you're working in in a specific cultural segment or a, a generational segment um, but it's identifying people who are already trusted in those communities and are already leaders and it may not be someone that you automatically think of but I was coordinating a lot with the church leaders um, in the Latino immigrant community, and I was coordinating a lot with some of the nonprofit leaders and um, and the you know Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Um, so these organizations, uh, and at the time we didn't have NAREP, but that would be a, a, an association to be involved with. And so um, by connecting with them, building relationships with those leaders on a one one on one level, and saying you know hey, I really want to connect with this community and. Um, what are some ways that we can better support you or uh, be involved? And just kind of, I re realize that it's important one to not come in and say like, "Hey, I, you know, sell right away." There's a lot of distrust here, but to build relationships with key leaders and show up at, on a regular basis to events and um, and groups that are that are important in that community. And so then you become known as a trusted resource in that community, and then can start collaborating. And so then I would go to a church leader and say, hey, can we host an event after a service at your um, at your church? Or can we coordinate a, a group of resources and be one, one of those involved? And that would be a way. So that, that's something that we ended up ended up replicating with cultural outreach in multiple cities and with multiple lenders as well. All right. So, so, so you basically would work with financial institutions. They, they wanted to get awareness. They wanted to actually to, to grow in the communities. And you would basically say, hey, listen, don't come here selling anything. Come here actually you know, with the, the approach of I'm just going to share information. And eventually these people are going to say, hey, listen, they're sharing information. Um, I have questions. They'll engage. And uh, so, like, who are some of your first clients that you would work with, uh, you know, on bringing them, you know, to like the communities? the community um, the, you know, leaders. Like who are some of the first lenders I worked with? Yeah, like so yeah, what, what were they, well they large lenders, but was it was it your your dad's mortgage company? Like, you know, who are who were like the first companies that you started working with, uh, you know, that you were bringing this approach to? Yeah, so I started with um, my, my dad's company, tested a few things out there, so that was nice. And then I, um, and then I started replicating that with, um, I'm trying to think about, it was interesting. I, I definitely think all along the way, bit off more than I could chew, but I think that's how, how it goes. You know, I worked with a larger lender. Um, Regions Bank was one that was one of my first kind of where we're mapping out this, this actual roadmap that we call the culture map. And um, that's where we would identify here. Here's the process in specific cities. Here's how we're empowering your loan officers and connecting with you with local resources and um, they were amazing. It, it was, it's actually, in the, again, a testament to this industry. Each of our, my early customers and, and beyond have been so collaborative because they, they believe in the mission too. You know, I mean, they, they understand the business opportunity, but they also understand the impact opportunity. 
And so we've worked very collaboratively to to create a process that really works. And so, um, so yeah, I, I think I've worked with small, small, medium, large companies across the board and established a process that that is really effective. All right now, I mean, so your um, your undergrad, you majored, majored in theology. Um, mm -hmm. So, like, was that was? Do you think that that was? Like one of the deciding factors that like it can if if our viewers haven't majored in theology, um, like are they still going to be able to make those kind of connections? I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think college is all about learning how to learn, you know. So, um, and I majored in theology because I cared about people and learning how to build connections. I think, and I did a lot of out. I led our outreach department. Um, in in the college and i think um that that's where a lot of the social work aspects grew from but um there's you know i wrote an article in housing wire actually about this trauma-informed care model that we used in social work that i applied in um, our practice at cultural outreach and it was just all about ultimately empowering the customer and that's what we talk about when it comes to next gen home ownership as well consumers today especially those who are not very trusting of financial institutions which is all of next gen home buyers and a lot of multicultural home buyers it's all about empowering the customer and building the customer experience around that that consumer and so in a trauma informed care model within social work it's about building trust and safety collaboration with the customer and uh, providing choice to the customer which again yeah big in in our industry and then ultimately empowerment. So um, I think that's that's where it's it seems like a stretch to think theology to um, to where we are today, but it's actually not at all. It's all about connecting with people and helping people make, you know, make that uh, step in their lives. Yeah, I mean, and by the way, like I mean, one of the things that I thought was uh, amazing, actually, so there were many reasons why actually I was looking forward to actually to, to finally actually having you on Mortgage Leadership Outlook. I mean, the fact that actually, you, you were, you know, former uh, former editor uh, of of the, uh, you know, Mortgage Banker, I'm sorry, Mortgage Women Magazine, um, the fact that see that, you know, that you, um, so I met you actually, uh, uh, actually at social surveys offices, uh, like oh, yeah. I think like a couple of weeks after you went to Burning Man. And so I'm so <laughs> theology to Burning Man, I was like, this has got to be one of the most interesting people that we've had actually on Mortgage Leadership Outlook. <laughs> well, it's really the same thing. I showed up at Burning Man and I was like, this is my religion. <laughs> Again, <laughs> it's about connecting with people and um, yeah, and just living an authentic life. So <laughs> yeah. So awesome. That's great. So so tell us actually, um, if you mind, uh, can we dig into a little bit about some of the findings that you found from the next gen uh, next gen home buyers report, right? Yeah. Okay. Talk to us like some of the things that like you know that if people are watching this they're gonna be like really like so what are what are some of like the things that maybe even shocked you? Okay, well, I want to hold. First of all, there is it wasn't surprising. I'll tell you the thing that was most surprising here in just a second. But the thing that wasn't surprising, but it is something that I want everyone to really grasp is that um, next gen homebuyers lack confidence. That is across the board. People are. Even we were surveying people that were either about to buy or had just recently bought. And, uh, and you know, people and I've also interviewed so many next gen home buyers at this point. And I think there it was a one out of five said that they were not confident in any step in the home buying process. And those were who are about to enter the process. 
And, um, and that's just a huge amount that had zero confidence, you know, in any step, even including, we just talked about like basic looking for a home or, or what, it, what is a mortgage. And, um, and so that was pretty surprising to me in a way, although again, like th this is something we've been talking about for so long that this, this um, generation really is nervous about starting the process. They search online immediately. That's always what we, we do as consumers, but then it's overwhelming. You know, there's so many things online and conflicting information. And then where do you go from there? So when they find someone, a loan officer, a realtor that they really trust, then they feel a whole lot better about the process typically. Um, but that step is pretty difficult. Um, but the most surprising thing in the report, and we have a whole section, like kind of a sub report in there is the gender gap. And I was just shocked to find, find this out because single women are the second largest cohort of home buyers today. Um, single women and women overall are making a lot more, um, you know, financial decisions. They're they're I think it's 50, 50, um, breadwinner at this point in their household. And, um, and there's a huge amount of wealth creation in, in the female segment. And yet there is a giant gap in, um, in all across the board of financial behaviors. And so, you know, women were like, men were 300% something over 300% more likely to be investing in the stock market. Um, but every aspect of the um, uh, of financial behavior from savings to homeownership, men were um, felt more confident. And, and of course that comes to, I think some, we, we dug a little bit deeper, deeper and did a follow-up survey. And we also um, even controlled for whether they had children, income level, like anything we could think of. And the only thing that was consistent across the board was that women had, were less likely to have been taught about financial education as children. And so I think there's an interesting you know, element there to think about is like where where we're coming from really does matter. I mean, if women were significantly uh, less likely to be taught about building a budget or creating a budget as children, and I think that's hopefully you know going away with this next generation. Um, but we it shows you how important our childhood really is and, and experiences that we have, our backgrounds um, to our our financial behavior. And I think a lot of times our, our financial behavior is really disconnected from psychology. And yet, if you know, if anyone thinks about your earliest money memory, it probably is playing out in some major way in your life. And so that was a huge takeaway I had. Um, and I, I think something that you know we need to work around empowering all of the segments that we're we're speaking to and being very cognizant of the specific needs and resources uh, needed for each community especially, um, I think, single female home buyers. Uh, it has, I'm thinking about my first money experiences and it's, uh, yeah. I was just trying to think actually what the correlation. So, so, um, so I'm, I'm wondering, so, so obviously we, we, we like the, as, uh, as mortgage uh, mortgage lenders, we we can't control you know what's happened previously. Obviously, you know it'd be great actually if the financial education was there, and it would be great actually for for us to you know do outreach programs you know now today, so future generations you know are going to be better prepared and are going to have that confidence. But so let's say we can't do that. Like, what can lenders do today to put in place to give actually next gen home buyers that confidence, you know, so they feel like actually that they're making an educated decision, that they are actually being empowered with information? Yeah. Okay. So this is actually an interesting question for me right now because I just I just closed on my house, um, like 
I thought it was a few days ago, but it was actually yesterday that <laughs> it officially happened. And um, and so I I was thinking so much about this home buyer journey. And you know, I've gone through the home buyer journey so many times. I bought a home ten years ago in Oklahoma, but that was a very different market. And um, and going through it myself today, it was so stressful. And I, I was licensed as a loan officer last year just for technology I was working on. Like I know this business. I know the process. And yet when I got my loan estimate, I was just so overwhelmed. And I was like, well, I don't know what's happening here, you know? And yet I, I like, well, have open the but it's just, you know, it's stressful. Yeah. There's, oh. yeah, man. So thankfully I had a really good um, friend loan officer who uh, put together a total cost analysis for me with mortgage coach and um, showed that to me and it helped me a ton. Yeah. I'm just, a, I was already a fan of mortgage coach, but then when I was in that moment and just like, Oh my gosh. Then when I got the total cost analysis and he walked me through it, I was like, I, I mean, I am a major fangirl now <laughs> for that, um, that product. But yeah, I, I think that, um, to provide a good experience to, to everyone today, it's really about, um, in my opinion, having consistent communication, um, and providing the education as the consumer wants it, you know, information in a way that's digestible and, um, and really it doesn't actually take that much extra work. You know, I mean, I think a lot of times we think about education as this big um, thing that like, I don't have time for that. We can't fix the, the you know financial literacy rates or whatever. But if you're, if you build trust with the consumer um, by just saying, hey, I'm gonna walk you through this. I'm empowering you as the customer to make sure that you have the choices that you, you are able to clearly understand those, you know, kind of going through that social work model, then, um, it's just about having consistent communication and being really clear about their their options. Um, I think a lot of people, like like for me, after I had experienced or I got the loan estimate, and then it was like 15 days went by. Maybe maybe it was less. I'm sure I was I was really impatient, but I was just like, "Hello, is anyone gonna? You know, are we still doing this thing?" And um, and so <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people, home buyers, are impatient like me. But um, but just some kind of notification and PS, we can do that experience.com. But um, but some kind of notification of like, hey, um, just checking in. How are you doing? Let me know if you have any questions. Like that can go such a long way for this anxious consumer that is, um, you know, wants to know what's happening. Interesting. So so it's communications. It's just yeah. communications, like staying in 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 contact whether something's happening or if something's not happening. Uh, that's 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 key. Okay, that's awesome. So all right, so um, so you mentioned. Uh, you know, oh, by the way, um, we, I think actually like the total cost analysis should be like should be included right after the LE. I mean, really, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure Dave Savage would love that uh, today. Oh, by the way, today's uh, show is sponsored by Mortgage. Yeah. He hasn't sent me the check yet, but he, he will send it this. Um, yeah. But I mean, it, it is it's, a powerful It really tool. should be standard. Yeah. But, and, yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, so here you are, they are, you know, you, you, um, so you, uh, you were, uh, were able to uh, successfully uh, sell cultural outreach, um, and move on next, you know, to, um, social survey now experience.com. Um, like what actually, you know, like, listen, you're, you've had a lot of success in this business. I'm sure actually, you know, your dance car was pretty filled about, about opportunities that you could have taken advantage of. What actually excited you about um, experience.com? Well, it was interesting because I, uh, I've taken a year of me really thinking about whether I should 
leave cultural outreach or not. But then I'd been working closely with Tony Thompson, who I sold the the company to at Namba. And, um, and I, it just was a perfect fit there, you know, and I, I knew that I wanted to be working in technology. I knew that it was time for me to, I, I kept kind of trying to make cultural outreach become a technology or move into that. And I was like, no, it's, it's good at where, what it, what it's good at, you know, it, it, consumer financial education, we create great content at cultural outreach and we have that, you know, consulting process, but I, it fit within the Namba family of companies. So I finally came to terms with that sold the company in December. And right when I was about to sell it, Scott, um, the CEO of experience.com called me and said, Hey, we want someone to run the mortgage division and stand up this platform brokers United. And he didn't even know that I was selling my company yet. I hadn't made that public. He was just like, can you hire someone to run cultural outreach? Like, you know, whatever. And I was like, I can't believe you're calling me. This is amazing. So let's, let's do this. And, um, yeah, so that was, and also, you know, part of the reason I was interested is because of this transition from, social survey to experience.com as really a comprehensive experience management platform. Um, you know, we've really been the best of the market when it comes to building reviews, but now we're able to have these at any touch point with a customer or employee to deliver a survey or notification or feedback channel and analyze that data and then use that to drive better decisions in the, in these companies. So for me, who's been very focused on customer voice my entire career, this is a exactly what I, it just makes so much sense. I like, can't believe how much sense it makes for my career to, um, to be able to really build um, this part of the company and this new transition in the company to taking customer voice to help businesses drive better decisions. I mean, it's, it's I mean, you're, you're a spiritual person, Scott's a spiritual person. I mean, like, like when, when that happened, that call happened, that just meant, it's been like, Okay, I guess so. You know, that's inspiration to, to see something like that. So, yeah, I mean, it, it is, it's unbelievable, you know, what social survey now experience.com, you know, has done, you know, and, and I mean, really, actually, like customer experience, like 10 years ago, with 10 years ago, yeah, that wasn't really a thing. Like, I mean, it, it was starting to become a thing, but like, I mean, CFPB, you know, st like created actually this mandate. We we need to actually, you know, improve the customer experience. We did what, what, what? How do you measure customer experience? And then sure, come, sure along comes social survey uh, to say this is how you measure customer experience and how you gauge it, how you uh, gamify it, and actually make it so you can improve it. And it it was just I didn't understand it at first. And I, I remember actually, like I think there was many people that tried to explain to me social survey and they just didn't get it and then and i started actually seeing actually uh, you know like friends of mine using it and i was like wow that is so powerful and they started talking about like incentive programs that they would do you know to, to actually to incentivize originators to uh get you know more more uh, you know better ratings and it yeah. just make all the sense in the world so all right so um it's a, what an unbelievable journey to bring you to, you know, to, to uh, experience.com. And then actually the thing that really, really excited me as my dad was a, a former mortgage broker, like your dad, um, you know, to hear actually that, that you're teaming up with, you know, some unbelievable technology partners and some of the, the, uh, the, the biggest lenders uh, to create broker United uh, brokers United um, mm -hmm. uh, to basically empower actually these mortgage brokers, the independent mortgage brokers that are supporting the communities with, you know, like enterprise level technology. So talk to us about the genesis of brokers United. Gosh. Yeah, it is really exciting. It's um, so it started out of a conversation that Scott was having and the team was having with caliber, I believe. Um, out of like, hey, we want to make this available to brokers and here's how we could do this. 
and it has evolved into something really fantastic. Um, we are working with multiple uh, lenders. Right now we have a handful of lenders that have been incredible partners with us as we're really shaping this together. Again, um, such a testament again to the industry of like wanting to create something together that is, is great for the broker community, but also really great for consumers. Um, so we've been working with PennyMac, Caliber, um, PRMG, Parkside, and um, now MFS. And this is kind of our, our beginning cohort. And um, so as we're, we're right now, they are, uh, we're making this available completely free for brokers. We're slowly kind of, you can join the waitlist now if you're a broker. Um, we're slowly bringing people in and um, and we're offering experience.com, the review uh, generation platform, like that aspect of the platform for free for brokers. And then um, the lenders who are participating, we're able to deliver to them some benchmarking data. So we're not giving any kind of consumer information or anything like that. It's just about helping them understand your brokers are giving are getting about an average of 4.1 score on on their loans when they work with you. And that's in comparison with your competitor who's getting about a 4.3. And we're able to pull specific insights that allow them to improve their customer experience and improve their relationship with their brokers. So that again, it's about empowering the brokers and, um, and delivering a better customer experience to consumers. So I think, um, you know, we were so excited about launching this platform. There was a little bit of misinformation out there, but it's a, it's a very, um, a very collaborative environment. And this is only the tip of the iceberg. We are starting with making experience.com free for brokers, but we are expanding this to become more of a consortium of um, other major enterprise level technology companies. So we're talking with other companies like Mortgage Coach and, um, and some others, MMI, who are going to be involved in uh, making this available to, to the broker community that previously, you know, enterprise level technology was only available to the larger lenders and brokers, as you mentioned, are that there was a there's a real rise in the broker community. But I think the broker community needs a lot of support when it comes to customer experience and access to enterprise level technology. And so hopefully together with our lender partners and uh, broker brokers, we are going to create that possibility. Wow. Wow. So, so now is the, what's the difference between the um, experience.com version that, you know, like lenders will, will get that are, that are writing the, the, the checks that they're doing to have access and the, what the brokers get. Yeah. So the brokers are getting access to their own profiles. They're each able to immediately right now build, create a profile and start generating reviews. So that is, uh, you know, what we know as social survey um, or what the industry knows as social survey that's available for free. Um, the lenders who are participating are, we're putting together some reports that allow them to um, just understand what their customer experience. And, and right now we're in the process of building that collaboratively with lenders. Um, yeah. But, and we're also going to pull in some additional partners on that, but it's about helping them understand how to better provide, provide a better experience to their brokers and to the, those consumers. Interesting. Now, and from um, from social survey, if uh, mortgage lenders actually participate in it, it, basically the survey gets sent to all of their borrowers, right? Yeah. So those who have the brokers who participate and um, and the lenders that participate. So if the broker has a profile and the lender, the loan goes through Penny Mac or Caliber, for instance, that is going to be automatically sent out as a, a survey to the customer. And so they don't have to do anything. They're automatically generating reviews for any of the loans that go through there. 
if they are using a different lender that isn't participating yet, they can still manually send out that survey as, as a broker. Um, it's just not going to be automated yet because we're not connected with that lender. That's great. I mean, and I, I mean, one of actually the early adopters of, of uh, using actually also the, the, um, the wholesale reviews, the wholesale uh, uh, lender reviews, I, and it was PRMG, you know, PRMG actually saw that, uh, like before a lot of other companies saw that opportunity, uh, just to make sure that they were, you know, like the best that they could possibly be. Um, mm -hmm. So, so um, do you see, like, you know, has that taken off? Do a lot of wholesale lenders have actually that, that same, uh, you know, desire to know, you know, what actually their 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 um, broker experience is and the commitment to make the changes like PRMG does. Yeah, it's really exciting. I mean, PRMG was definitely first saying like, "Hey, we're in. We're stoked on this. This is something that they're you know all about." Um, but we've had so much interest from both the broker community and the lender community that we have had to say, "Okay, we're we're building this as we go, and we don't want to bite off too much." Um, we want to make sure we provide a good experience through this as well, and we are transitioning from social social survey to experience.com and this new more comprehensive platform all at the same time so we're, we're doing this a little bit slowly so that we make sure we do it right um but that we have a, a whole list of of lenders who are super excited to join this as well so i you know i think that we i want to be really clear that this is not a you know any kind of advocacy association or anything like that it's about delivering technology that's going to improve the the broker and borrower experience and I am just, I'm so excited about it. I think it's going to be really transformative. That's awesome. I love that. No, no agenda besides giving brokers the, the best tools that they could possibly have uh, so they can they, so they can beat the pants off of their, you know, much bigger uh, banker counterparts. So but what do you love about the mortgage broker? Like, you know, obviously, I mean, your dad actually, you know, was a mortgage broker. But like, you know, we we're talking a little bit about actually, you know, uh, your love for the mortgage broker. Um, talk to talk to us a little bit about, you know, what your love for the mortgage broker and what, uh, you know, really um, experience.com's commitment uh, to the mortgage broker is? Yeah, well, I think it's a really good experience for the borrower. I mean, I, I mentioned that I was getting licensed. I got licensed last summer and it was because I was working on a technology that was going to be a technology as a broker. Like we became a broker. So anyway, ended up becoming a servicing um, platform, servicing portfolio management platform. But I, uh, I started out thinking really closely about that borrower experience through the broker. And I was like, wait, why isn't everyone doing this? Like, why is this, you know, I, it kind of was very, it was really enlightening to me to understand the difference there. And I know there's, you know, pros and cons of going with um, a lender versus a broker. And uh, my dad now works with a lender, but I, so I, I kind of, I understand the difference there, but I, I really think there's a lot of opportunity, especially for consumers, next gen consumers who are thinking, I want to understand my choices out there. I want to know that I'm getting you know, the best opportunity and having that intermediary as a broker to say, hey, I'll be I'll be the one that goes between this and be your advocate. You know, there's a, a branding play here, but I think that's a huge opportunity for consumers, for brokers to, to go to consumers and say like, hey, let me educate you on this. I'll be your guide through this process. And here's all of your options from multiple lenders. Um, and we're going to make sure we find the best fit for you. You know, that's really exciting to me. That's awesome. I know. I, so um, when we talked actually uh, earlier this week, um, 
you mentioned something uh, consumer empowerment right consumer empowerment and that, that's what broker doing business for the broker is like consumer empowerment because you're basically saying listen you know you're not just going to this one lender you know that has their you know their own specific actually you know flavor of programs they want their own actually um overlays that they want but you're the mortgage broker you you have like, the the option to go to as many lenders as as, as you want to go to and having actually that, that freedom and flexibility uh, to find actually the best borrower or the best lender that's going to serve your borrower. And um, you become like the advocate uh, for that borrower, which is perfect for your social, uh, your, uh, your, um, what you call it, your um, uh, experience.com. Yeah, experience.com, but your social work, your uh, social work experience. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of social there. So, yeah, your social work experience. Social like, and experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like it, I, I think actually that's, um, you know, it's it's like you were, you know, you were kind of uh, your career actually has brought you to a point where you've actually developed actually uh, the, all the things needed to empower the mortgage broker. Um, so that's great. Uh, very, very exciting. So, um what is actually so uh, in in april your uh, uh brokers united launches right mm -hmm. yeah we did kind of a a small launch. we've done a couple of different small launches along the way and we're going to continue we're going to take another larger um launch in april so um we're excited about that definitely if you're a broker listening would love for you to join the wait list and um hopefully i, I think at this point we still have room to make that launch and then um I hate to put a timeline on it, but you know we'll continue to do roll out and, and hopefully by the end of summer be able to fully um, just be scaling up. So fantastic. Um, so if, bro if a broker's watching this and they want to participate, they want to join that wait list. Uh, where are they going to go to? Go to brokersunited.com. Very easy. Very simple. I'm going to uh, flash this up on the screen and in the uh, chat room here so everyone will see brokersunited.com. Hopefully I spelled brokers and united correctly. And here we go, everyone. Uh, check it out, brokersunited.com. Uh, get over there, sign up, get get, a, get on there early. Um, awesome. Love it. Um, I love the story. love actually your whole path. And uh, Kristen, I really appreciate uh, you know you taking the time to meet with us today. Thank you so much. And if anyone has any questions or would like to discuss Brokers United or experience.com, I am always happy to do that. And you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, so thank you so much, Andrew, for having me. This has been a really fun conversation. Awesome. Thank you so much. And everyone, thank you again for watching another Mortgage Leadership Outlook. Uh, we are uh, taking a one-week hiatus for next week, but we got some great guests uh, lined up for you in April. So, uh, everyone, I uh, just hope you're having a great March, um, and uh, we will see you soon. Take care.